Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're studying the Bible in order to better understand the message that God has given us. He's given us the Bible for a purpose, so that we can know Him, so that we can follow Him. And we're working our way through 1 John. We are in episode 23, and we're looking at 1 John chapter 3, verse 13. We're just looking at the single verse this time. John has been making the case that we are either children of Satan or children of God. And then he used the example of Cain as a child of the devil. Cain who murdered his brother because he was jealous of God's response to Abel's offering. So then after talking about Cain, who is a murderer, he then says, Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. That's a fairly straightforward passage. There's not a lot of nuanced meaning to it, but there is a lot of implications to it. So he uh, he says, don't be surprised, brothers and sisters. Now, the original Greek here just says brothers. Uh, this particular translation expands it to brothers and sisters and, and sometimes expands it to fellow believers. Uh, because the, the point here is he's not talking just brothers, uh, the men. He's talking about fellow followers of Christ. And so it's not an improper thing to translate uh, the, the, the Greek word for brothers as brothers and sisters. Because he is talking about the community of God's people. That is who he's addressing, his fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, the other children of God. When we come to God in faith in Christ and confess our sins and repent and ask for forgiveness, that God forgives us, he adopts us as his children. This is the community of God's people. This is the family of God. And that's what he's talking about, his fellow family members. And don't be surprised. That is, don't be amazed. Don't don't marvel at this. This is not a shocking thing if the world hates you. It's to be expected. This is the scenario he's been painting here. He says that the outflow from God is love. The outflow from Satan is hate. God's children follow God and love. Satan's children follow Satan and hate. And his example of Satan's children was Cain. Of God's children was Abel. Cain so hated Abel that he murdered him. Now, interesting the dynamic between these two groups, because John has made the point there there's only two groups of people. You're either a child of God or you're not. And if you're not a child of God, you're a child of Satan. You're a child of the devil. And how do these two groups relate to one another? Well, right here he says, the children of the devil hate the children of God. How are the children of God supposed to relate to the children of Satan? In love. So we are called by our Father to love those from the other family, where Satan leads his children to hate those of the other family. So it's an interesting dynamic. Don't be surprised if the world hates you. Now, there's no if there. It's because. Don't be surprised that the world hates you. So it's not a question of if the world hates you, it's the world does hate you. 
Now remember we, we talked about three different meanings for world. World can mean the earth, the planet, or world can mean all the people on this planet, that is humanity, or it can mean the world system of values and corruption and evil, which is in opposition to God. And that's what he's referring to here. The, the world is that which is under Satan's domain. He's not talking about everybody in the world. Otherwise, that would include us. He's talking about those that are under Satan's domain. That system will hate you because the value system of the world is in opposition to God. Now, does this mean that every non-believer hates me? No, no, we know that to be the case uh, just from uh, experience. Uh, every non-believer doesn't hate us. In fact, there's some very lovely non-believers, some very warm and caring and wonderful people who, who don't know God. We do have to remember we're talking about value systems. And my value system as a follower of Christ, my value system as a child of God is very different from the value system of somebody who is not a child of God. Now, there's a variety of uh, morality and values within people, but at its core, my value system as a follower of Christ is, it may not be fully mature, I may still be much in process, which I am, but I am striving to adopt God's values. God is working in my life. The Holy Spirit is working in my heart to mold my value system to his value system. And that is very opposite of the value system of the world. So while there may be very nice, lovely non-believers around me, they cannot share my value system. They can't. They are not indwelt by the Holy Spirit. They are not adopted by God. They are Satan's children. They cannot share my value system. So the world system, it's the system of, of government, of power, of corruption, of getting ahead, of materialism. It does oppose God. So what's our response to that? Well, quite often there's not much we can do about it. Now, we are blessed to live in America which has a, a system of government which allows us to participate, which allows us to speak up, which allows us to vote, which allows us to actually have some degree of influence. So it's good and proper for us to exert whatever influence we can to change the, the things of the world, to make the world a better place. But we understand that the system of the world is not the hope of the world. And sometimes we live as if the hope for us is tied up in the next election or tied up in the stock market or tied up in uh, just the things of the world. The hope of the world is the gospel. And our hope is eternity. So we are in the world but not of the world. And those who were of the world, their system is in opposition to us. Their system hates us. And we're to respond with love, the love of the gospel, because true hope 
for those who are not followers of Christ is the gospel, that they can be followers of Christ. Now, sometimes we, we look around and we see what seems to be the world degrading around us, and it is. I mean, that's something the Bible tells us is it will get worse, and then it'll get even worse. And then after that, it'll get even worse, and it will continue this degradation, this self-destructive process, because it is a corrupt system at its core. And sometimes when we see the, the world getting worse, we think, if only we could get back to a better time when we were more comfortable in the world. That's part of the problem, and it's part of what clouds our perspective, is, is we cannot be comfortable in the world. Yes, we can live lives of relative comfort, but we should not be too comfortable in the world, because our true home is heaven. Our true home is with Christ. And as the world gets more hostile to believers, actually it can be a good thing because it differentiates us from the world. If we're too comfortable in the world, we tend to lose that idea of being light and salt in the world to bring the aroma of God into the world. If we look and smell and act like everybody else, believers or unbelievers, then where's the distinctive of being a follower of Christ? So as the world does get worse, as the world does get more corrupt, the challenge for us is not to go getting corrupt along with it, but to be distinct from it, to be apart from it, to be the salt in the world, to be the light in the world, to be the aroma of God in the world. So that's a challenge for us. How do we do that? If the world hates us, how do we respond? Well, we look at John 3.16. God so loved the world that he sent his son. That's how God's response is to a world that hates him, is he sent Jesus to be the sacrifice for sin, to be the Savior. And then Jesus sends us as his representatives into this world to bring the gospel, the message of salvation, to the world. So as we see the, the corruption around us, as we see the hostility sometimes toward us, and thankfully for us, we don't experience hostility like the people in other parts of the world do. As we see that, let it remind us that we are distinct from the world. We are different than the world. And that it should be a challenge to us to live differently, to show others the gospel, because the hope for the world is the gospel. Thanks for joining me. Join me next time as we continue working through 1 John.